I don't need a flu shot. Sound familiar? You may have been telling yourself this for years, but you actually might want to reconsider. I'm Prakash Chandran, and in this episode of Healthy Takeout, we'll talk about why you should get the flu shot and some common objections that people have with it. I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Janati Gelman, a family physician at Harrington Healthcare. Dr. Gelman, pleasure to have you here. So let's talk a little bit about how the flu shot actually works, because there does seem to be some fear from people about uh, getting it. So the flu shot, uh, what they so essentially what they do is they grow the flu virus, and flu viruses, and by viruses, they're not living creatures. Things, they're just little pieces of RNA or DNA. And they use cells, whether human cells, whether eggs for chicken eggs, um, or other methods or other cells to grow the virus. And then what they do is either sometimes using heat, sometimes some chemicals like formaldehyde, they inactivate the virus. And the virus is, is dead as far as we, can, we consider it dead. It's inactivated. It can't cause the flu. What, then they, that's what goes into the flu shot. They give you the injection with it. Your body recognizes it and says, you know what, this is something foreign. This is something that I should prepare for because this is something coming into my body. And it creates immunity for it. So the next time you actually get the live virus, your body's ready and just suppresses it right away. So I think the question that a lot of people probably have is because you are injecting them with that virus, even though um, it may be dead, is it something that's still safe? Definitely. Uh, flu shots are safe. You, so the way it works is you may get sick. And this is a lot of times people, you know, I hear this a lot. Oh, last time I got a flu shot, I got sick. So there's a lot of kind of, it, the question becomes this. One is you, when you get a flu shot, we are giving you a piece of a virus. You may feel fatigue. You can get a headache. You may even get a low-grade temperature for a day or two. It's not going to knock you out. It's not going to make you actually sick. When we're talking about the flu, we're talking about the airways. that It goes to your lungs. It goes to your nasal passages. It goes to your throat. You get fevers up to 104, 102. You're actually, you're out, you know, you're missing work, you're missing school, you're not. And if you have other illnesses, if you have like diabetes, COPD, you have heart failure, that can endanger your life at that point. So when we're talking about, you know, yes, you're getting something that's going to stress your body. So maybe don't plan any big activities for the next day or two. Make sure to stay hydrated and you'll be fine. Yeah, so if the flu shot is so safe, uh, I hear what you're saying regarding that, you know, some people think that you actually get the flu from the flu shot. But what you're saying is that, you know, while you may feel a little sick, you're not actually getting the flu itself. So can you maybe dispel some of the myths that you hear about getting the flu shot? Sure. So, you know, a common one is kind of what you mentioned, that you'll get sick from it. um, And that's just not true. Um, And as I said, the other thing about it is that it takes about two to three weeks to get immunity for the flu once you're vaccinated. So if you're thinking about it, a lot of people are waiting, and I still see this now. I'm telling patients, we've started giving the flu shots already, and I tell patients, they say, you know, I usually get it in November. And I'm like, you got to get it now because it takes two to three weeks to, to get protection. If you get in the middle of flu season, you might just the reason you might be feeling sick is because you actually have the flu, and you got it in flu season. Um, the other one is, as I said already, that it may make you a little bit sick. It's still a lot better in, to be protected. Um, the other things that people sometimes will talk about is, you know, they're afraid of needles and they don't want to get that shot. Um, we we use really small needle, needles. It's pretty, I get it, you know, I take a picture every year when I'm getting my flu shot, make sure to smile, it's fine. Um, if you want other measures we can take, we can have you laying down. 
we can hold your hand. We have staff, we have people to do all those things about it. That sometimes I tell patients, you know, just think about how many needles you might need if you get if you do get sick and you get hospitalized. And then the other one uh, we talk about is still patients, and this is a really sad that patients are still talking about flu shots causing autism or immunizations causing causing autism in general. Um, that's unfortunate. It goes back to a study done in the UK by Andrew Wakefield. The studies have, he did two studies. They both have been redacted and discredited. Um, but that notion is kind of like uh, I don't know if sensational is the word, but it causes a little bit of a rise in people, and and they still remember that as much as we've been we've been saying that it's not the case. And those studies included small numbers of people. Uh, studies including hundreds of thousands of kids have proven that that it has, doesn't cause it. So it it really is safe. Um, we can't stress that enough, and it's the best thing you can do. One of the other things that uh, I get feedback from patients is, well, I'm healthy. You know, we talk about those populations that are at risk. We talk about the kids. We talk about the older adults or people with certain illnesses. And a lot of people say, well, I'm healthy. I, you know, I got the flu last year. Okay, yeah, I spent the day in bed, but I'm fine. But we have to think about the community immunity. You know, we live in society. We go out in the public. And you could be carrying the flu virus. You could be carrying it out to the supermarket. You're carrying it to the movies. And there's somebody else who's, who is in those populations who's at risk who does have that illness. And maybe that person has not gotten yet their flu shot yet this year. And it would be a shame to think of that you're causing other people to be hospitalized or possibly even die because you're spreading that illness. I think it's really important what you said about not being selfish about it, because even if you are healthy, you have to think about the people around you. Um, so, you know, one of the things that you were talking about was the autism study. I was actually going to bring that up with you. Um, and I, I guess it's so crazy how long that myth stays around, even though the study's been redacted, right? Like a lot of people, I've heard some people say that, oh, you know, there's the risk of the autism coming up. That, uh, that That's quite common. So it's good that you're dispelling that here. We still hear it. It's been years and we are still hearing it. And sometimes which is why it's so important that the research that does come out is accurate because once it's, even if it's dispelled, that stays with society. Absolutely. So you were talking about the flu season, and even though we talk about it, I don't think that many of us know when that actually is. So can you talk a little bit about the time of year uh, when it's considered flu season and the optimal time to be getting your flu shots? Sure. So flu season is when the temperatures are... are in around 45 degrees or below on a regular basis. And that's when the flu virus becomes more stable. So most in most areas, uh, so we're in New England, you know, it's, a, it's starting late October, early November, and it goes all the way through March and April. Um, and obviously, in the, you know, this is always a fun fact to mention, is in the Southern Hemisphere, flu season's reversed because their winter is when our summer is. So there's no like, one world flu season. Um, so it's based on where you are, where where your seasons are, what your temperatures are. As I mentioned before, since it takes about two to three weeks to get immunity, you really want to start two to three weeks before that. We've started our flu campaign here at Harrington already. We're start, you know, we're started October first essentially. We um, have been recommending it since September. So you want to get it now so that when flu does come in, when that cold comes in, you are protected. So get your shots now. Flu season starts in about a month. Is the short of that. And let's talk about its effectiveness because I imagine year after year, um, technology and innovation is only improving uh, within the flu shot space. Can you talk a little bit about how the shot has improved over time? So you know, it's the shot has actually one one of the ways we do the shot is what the way we get it through chicken eggs has really not changed in seventy years. 
We do have new ways. We're using like one of the brands, Flu Cell Vax, uses cells, and that started around 2011, 2012. But so the way we make vaccines hasn't changed so much, but it's what we put in them. And as I mentioned, that the Southern Hemisphere has their flu when it's our summer. So there are World Health Organization centers all over the world watching the strains of flu that are happening uh, either, in, you know, wherever they are, they're locating them, they're testing them and saying, this is what's going on. Because there's so many different uh, variations and strains of flu, the trick is predicting the right one for the season that we're coming up. So what they do, what the CDC does and the World Health Organization does, is they look at what's going on in the world right until pretty much until August. And then they say, this is what, what the strains of the flu are. This is what we need to make for the vaccine. That's why they don't have the vaccine in July, because we don't know what, what needs to be what we're protecting against. So if, if we get the strains correctly, we have pretty good protection. The problem is a lot of the years, the flu keeps on mutating. It changes. Um, we're a very global society right now. People are bringing in flu, different strains from all over the world. We can't predict it. So we can't predict it. You know, we can give you the vaccine and then you will have uh, epidemics and occasionally pandemics. But vaccines do work. And if we think about this is the, you know, 2018 is 100 years since the 1918 pandemic of the Spanish flu. Uh, at that time, we think we estimate 500 million people were infected. 50 million people died. And we have to also put that into perspective that the world was 1.5 billion people total. So a third of the world was infected. Today, we're, even though we were talking about the numbers earlier, and we said 900,000 people were hospitalized in the U.S. last year, 80,000 deaths, that number significantly, as far as you're looking for portions and, and percentages, that number significantly reduced. And we even see when there was a pandemic in, 19, in the 1960s, at that point, about 2 million people died worldwide. So vaccines started. We started covering for flu. We're actually seeing, we're seeing numbers go down from 50 million to 1 million, to 2 million to 1 million, and now we're in the thousands. It's still, we still wanted that number to be down so much more. 80,000 is not an acceptable number, but it's so much better than 50 million. Yeah, it's very clear that something is working because we see those numbers go down year after year. So, you know, I just wanted to ask, is there anyone that should not get the flu shot? Like, for example, does uh, age restriction come into play, pregnancy come into play? Talk a little bit about that. So the, the flu shot is recommended for pretty much everybody over six months. So if you want to talk about age at six months and older, you should get the flu shot. Some people who shouldn't get it if you have uh, egg allergy, although there are vaccines that are egg-free, so you could, it's just you can get every shot, but you can get some. Um, some people who can't get it is if, if um, they have previous reactions to previous immunizations for the flu, so they, those people should not be getting it. Everybody else should be. Uh, pregnancy, it's even more important to get it because, one, some we think some of the antibodies will pass on to the baby, so if because the baby, as we said, can't get it in the first six months. If you're you know, going to be delivering during flu season, this is one way of protecting your baby. And the other thing is that you have a newborn, and you're protected as well, so you're not, like we were talking about community immunity, we're talking about a small community, the two of you. And you know, the mom doesn't pass it on to the baby as well. So definitely in pregnancy, there are, we have different, different types of vaccines that we give by ages to adults, to those 65 and over, to pregnant ones. But... As long as, you know, your doctor will give you the right one. You don't need to worry about that. You just say, I want the flu shot. We'll figure it out. So, Dr. Gelman, just to wrap up here, where can people actually get their flu shots and how much does it cost? So, if you have, an, if you have health insurance and you're coming to any of the Harrington sites, it's free. It's covered. 
covered at 100%. You can go to most retail pharmacies and you can get it there as well. And depending on your insurance, it's either covered 100%, the sometimes there's a small copay, um, but a lot of the pharmacies are doing things where they give you a coupon to kind of compensate for that. So it comes out, you know, at the end, it costs you nothing. Okay, everyone. So there's really no excuse. Uh, go out and get your flu shots, not only for yourself, but for your community. And it sounds like even the small amount of sickness that you experience is going to be much better than if you actually got the flu. So um, I think it's really important and very valuable information that you shared with us today, Dr. Gelman. Really appreciate your time. For more information, please visit harringtonhospital.org. That's harringtonhospital.org. Our guest today has been Dr. Gennady Gelman, and this is Healthy Takeout from Harrington Healthcare. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for your time.